You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. Sunlight hurts my eyes And something without warning love Bears heavy on my mind Then I look at you And the world's alright with me Just one look at you And I know it's gonna be Good morning and welcome to Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio uh, for Monday the 9th of November 2020. We acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, traditional owners of the land from which we transmit people-powered radio. Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, we're a program about... Ooh, cycling and related transport issues coming to you from the studios of 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. And indeed, we are. I am in front of a microphone after months away. So, uh, gradual staggered return to live broadcasting. And if uh, you haven't gathered, my name's Chris. On today's show, uh, not a lot of me talking, a lot of other people talking. I'm going to be talking to... Rohan Leopard from the City of Melbourne, the newly elected councillor, about what's going on with Little Streets and their protected bike lane uh, work they're doing. Picking up from, or following on, I should say, from conversation last night that Faith and Val had with Nick Dow from Bike Melbourne. And also uh, a new voice for Mooney Valley Bicycle User Group. You might remember Tim Golby from uh, the Bicycle Channel. Well, he's now helping out with uh, the Mooney Valley Bark. So, without much further ado, I'm going to get into, um, we're going to listen to Tim Golby. Hi, we're the Marindas and you're listening to 3CR Community Radio 855 AM. Tim Golby from Mooney Valley Bicycle Users Group. You've been, you, you probably known it, um, a lot of people from previous things you've done in the bicycle space, which is the Bicycle Channel, which is a series of damn good videos, which I think stand the test of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they do. I think they still get hits. I've, I've, uh, some, some of them I've taken down because you know, they're, they're a bit old and, and everything. But the main ones, like how many cars have I passed today, still clocks up at a few watches. So I just keep it going. And yeah, people still like it. You've moved into a really interesting sphere now, which is similar to what you know. This is a this show is a project of a bicycle user group, and you're now involved with an, 
a very nearby area with the Boswell yeah. East Group. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've just, we've just started the Facebook page, probably a bit later than everybody else has. It's been a, a bit of a strange journey for uh, Mooney Bug. I kind of got involved back when I was doing the Bicycle Channel stuff, but it's uh, it kind of started to wither away, mostly out of council inaction more than anything else. And then just recently, I think with the council elections, there were a lot of questions popping up on, on, on Facebook pages like from the Mooney Valley Sustainability Forum asking about does a Mooney bug still exist and stuff like that and I think it just gave us that little spark we needed to sort of come back to life a bit so we're, we're, we decided to set up the Facebook page and um, I dug out all the some of the old videos just to sort of grab people's attention and discovered a, some growing interest again in cycling issues uh, in Mooney Valley. Yeah we just want to uh, sort of push that and garner more interest and and see where it takes us. So Mooney Valley is basically the area, the new municipality, I'll get that correct, of Mooney yeah. Valley area. So that for people not in Melbourne, it's kind of like the inner, inner west a bit, isn't it? Sort yeah, of. pretty. It's a funny municipality because it goes from very inner city around Flemington right out to Westfield, you know, past Essendon Airport and all that. So it's good. it changes dramatically. So you do have, you know, and, and out there it's, it's very much a, a driver's suburb, whereas closer to, to Mooney Ponds Creek, you know, there's a, there's a lot of bike riders down there. So it can be quite complex. And I think that somehow sort of makes it harder for the council to show any interest in, in uh, bike issues at all. Yeah, because you, you have a lot of people similar to Yarra travel through the area to another area. Would that be a, an interesting travel pattern for people who ride? I think there is a bit of people, so, yeah, travelling through. I mean, they, they do cross in all, all sorts of directions. I've been speaking to people who actually ride along Maribyrnong Road, of all things, and I, I just didn't think anyone did that. But there are obviously commuters who do that as well. Good Lord. Um, heading, yeah, I know, in, in an east-westerly direction and things like that. So there are people going everywhere. And, yeah. and of course, with, with COVID, I've just seen the numbers shoot up. You know, I, I mean, I haven't been counting them, but just by sight, you, know, you just see people on bikes everywhere now. Um, I think we're, we're seeing that all over the place. So I think it's really it's, it's important to sort of start pushing bike issues now, strike while the iron's hot, I think want to sort of just reach out to people in Mooney Valley and say, look, you know, if you want to ride a bike and you want it to be safer, you've got to, you know, we've got to sort of make our voices be heard and uh, for people to just get involved with us to help us amplify that voice. Yeah, so what would be like, you know, key travel route? I mean, I, th- I think the big one is always Mooney Ponds Creek. That's yeah. always had massive increase in numbers since the start of COVID. That's just been just huge. I've gone for a couple of weekend rides on there and I couldn't believe the number of people walking and, and riding on that and it's and it, that's been under very poorly maintained as well there are parts of that that are very very narrow it's just lacking a lot of love from the council yeah i can remember <laughs> stuff like a long time ago I used to live on the just on the cusp of that in west brunswick it struck me as one of the really narrow shared path and you occasionally yeah. get things like debris and trees would roll down some more extreme parts of it and the south part of it people kind of give up and go on to you, you might know this, go, go onto the concrete of Mooney Ponds Creek. Yes, and that, that's got issues in it as well. Just been talking to the Melbourne Water about it. can be quite dangerous. Yeah. There's where, where water constantly trickles down, there's some very slippery spots. In fact, I, I just posted on our Facebook page this week a very short video, which I accidentally filmed while because I'm, I'm making another video at the moment. And I inadvertently filmed a child who had just slipped on some of the, the slime on that concrete on Ooh. that concrete drain area uh, and hurt himself and uh, the council Melbourne Water are planning to put up some uh, 
danger signs just to warn people that it is slippery down there. So it's, uh, yeah, it's not, it's actually technically you're not allowed to ride down there, but it's kind of irresistible. It is irresistible because it's got this apron of concrete and everything goes, oh, stuff this, you know. It, it is, it is, <laughs> but you've just got to be wary that those slimy bits like super slippery. It's like suddenly being on ice and uh, oh. and if you correct or something on that, you, you'll be you'll be on the ground before you know it. Wasn't there a, sh- oh, God, I should know this, but I just can't remember the intersection of it or what the end street was, but there was a really acute right angle turn just after a bridge up, towards um yes uh, i think it's near dean street that's it uh, something like yeah, that yeah that, that's been that was recently fixed up and the, the council actually did a great job there that, that's been widened up and they got rid of that that weird dog leg that was there oh. and now it's that that's just a lot they have a good couple hundred meters of, of pathway there which was on a very steep edge they they really widened that up and that that's really good now that's a great little section Thank but it's very short i know <laughs> but geez that was short. bad i think it was either 99 or 2000 coming up from the city and heading down on that thing i overshot it and ended up in the creek and um, oh, i think that yeah. actually killed one of my bike frames I looked oh, later really? and there was a crack crack through the top of it. And I was just like, oh. I'm pretty sure, sh- you know, I, I was amazed that I landed it. That was terrible. That was not, Yeah. that was it really was, subpar. It was just impossible. It was, it was a sharp turn and then a steep climb and descent, wasn't mm, it, I think? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy stuff. Well, this is good so. to hear that's been fixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, one of the few things they've kind of fixed up, you know, there's a, there's a lot of issues. would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Backrow's Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics and sells bikes to the local community. If you have a healthcare card, they'll give you a bike free of charge. To find out more, search for Vacrow online or drop into the underground car park, Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. They came out with a strategy in 2012, the council, of the things that they, you know, wanted to do over the next 10 years and, you know, we're two years away from that strategy coming to an end and it's more like a list of things they really didn't want to do, which is pretty sad. There's major routes to the city that they plan to build which have barely just tinkered around the edges really they seem to be keen on just doing as little as possible yeah i think that runs into councils have you know they have big plans but they just don't have the courage to do it and this is yeah yeah. i think i think like all of us we all need a bit of a kick up the pants sometimes just to get things done and i think that's we're going to have to start doing as as many buggers to just be there and just keep kicking them up the pants because they really kind of just don't want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, you... Because I was thinking, like, there's existing stuff. I can't remember if this was um, City of Mooney Valley or City of Melbourne, the, the Chain of Ponds project to do with the actual Mary Creek. And there's some interesting cross things there you could... I'm not really up on all that. I've just... I. But it does... I mean, there's a lot of talk about removing a lot of the concrete in Mooney Ponds Creek as well, bringing it back to a natural state. And I think that's part of that as well. But don't quote me on that. I'm, no, no, no. I'm not up on, on, on all that sort of... Uh, I think Frank Kinnersley, who's 
the secretary of Moody Bug. I think he knows more about that than I do. So Frank, I don't want to get that get that stuff wrong. Frank <laughs> Kilsney. Now that is a legendary name. So he is. He pretty much is the Mooney Bug. He's the man that does the, the boring work, speaking to council and all that sort of stuff. He's been doing it for a long time, but I think he needs some help where we kind of want to get more people involved. Okay, so we just go ahead to the question, how can people get involved and all your contact deets? They can go to the Facebook page. The website's a bit old and dated now. It's not really the go-to place, but we've got a, our email addresses there. Basically, to become a, a Mooney Bug member, you've just got to send us an email and we'll put you on the email list. But if you want to get more involved, I mean, you know, follow us on the on the Mooney Boat Facebook page and I think we'll be looking at, you know, organising some discussions and stuff, some little get-together so people can sort of get more involved into next year. That, that, that's basically it. Just go, if you go to the Facebook page, all the information's there. Yeah, so you're um, probably heading up to having meetings and rides and stuff and meeting yeah. with council and all that sort of stuff and all the things you do in a bicycle user group. Yeah, and, and I'm feeling a bit more optimistic, I think, the one thing out of COVID is, is feeling a bit more optimistic about bike riding in the area. You know, there was one thing that, that really lifted my heart, a couple of things that lifted my heart over the last couple of months was one thing I saw which I hadn't seen since I was a kid. I was walking my dog, actually, and I, I saw this pile of bicycles just lying on the nature strip outside someone's house. It was just kids in the street who were all together, and they just dumped their bikes there so you knew where they were. That's something I hadn't seen since I was a kid. If you were looking for your brother or sister at dinner time, you'd look for where the bike is and, yeah, they're in that house. That was that was a nice thing to see. And oh. the other thing was I saw a bunch of girls riding bikes. Now, I don't know, you probably see a lot of that in Yarra, but that's something I hadn't, I hadn't seen in Mooney Valley almost since I'd, I've, all the years I've lived here. I hadn't seen a bunch of girls just riding up and down the streets. That was a bit of a, an important moment for me, especially around, around the Essendon area. You didn't see anyone on bikes, and now, yeah, to see groups of kids riding was, was just really uplifting. <laughs> Girl gangs, yeah. Now, but this is fantastic stuff, because anecdotally, and people saying things, what they've said in the last six, seven months, yeah, things have changed the way we move around our cities and our priorities, mm -hmm. and people, people discovering the joys of bikes are fantastic for those short, medium-term things. Absolutely. And meet Absolutely. your friends and stuff. urge people to sort of get involved and help us move the council to sort of move things along and make Mooney Valley a better place to ride. Hello, it's Fiona Scott-Norman here and I would just like to say congratulations. You are doing something very important right now and you want to know what it is? You are listening to 3CR, Melbourne's most diverse and fascinating community radio station. And you know why it's important? Because diversity is important, community is important, community radio is very, very important and you are a winner. I'm Rohan Leppard. I am newly re-elected councillor of the City of Melbourne. And we're doing a catch-up today interview because there's a lot happening in the City of Melbourne. Little streets, protected bicycle lanes and people returning to the CBD after the last six to seven months. They are. In fact,
fact, the last couple of weeks has been a really interesting shift in uh, behaviour on the road and people cycling, but also people driving back to work and people are returning to the city and seeing uh, how those changes are rolling out. We've got more protected bike lanes being built week by week and those uh, little streets in the CBD are being experienced by a lot of new people for the first time. So as the lockdown lifts, um, there's a big number of people who are suddenly realising that the middle of Melbourne is changing pretty quickly. Yeah, so have you seen like, uh, or any feedback from people like how they're experiencing the little streets? Because yeah, people still sticking to the footpaths or are they realising they can venture off onto the tarmac? Yeah, look, the little streets are an interesting one. In my view, it's going to take a little while for everyone to get used to it, and that includes pedestrians as well as uh, drivers. These things don't work brilliantly instantly, and there's a few other policy interventions that are going to make the speed with which people get used to the little streets a little bit slower as well. So the parklets that we're building next to restaurants for the outdoor dining experience are going to create a few more different barriers for cars and pedestrians and cyclists to move around. And there's lots of new interventions into the uh, streetscape that all different transport modes are going to have to get used to. So it will take a little bit of time, I think, for people to realise that these aren't just streets anymore. These are authentic shared zones where pedestrians have right-of-way and certainly we've got a long way to go before everyone, including pedestrians, treat these places as a expanded footpath rather than uh, a street first and foremost. Most pedestrians, um, even despite the signage, despite the markings on the road, will still not want to step off that footpath for quite a while, I think. And that's natural. I mean, it takes a while for the behaviour change to happen. Yeah, and what do you, is there such a thing as like um, having specific delivery times or dispatch times for um, service vehicles and things like that? Well, on the little streets, the pedestrians have right-of-way at all times now. That's really important. So deliveries can happen but those delivery vehicles just need to travel at a very low speed uh, and give way to pedestrians wherever possible. One of the interventions that the council was looking at was whether or not we need to paint the bitumen a different colour to every other street and really show that this is very different to uh, the non-little streets or any other laneway or any other type of road just so that when you're driving on those streets, you realise, no, there's something different here. I need to be hyper aware of everything around me. And if it's a different colour, perhaps pedestrians are more likely to step off the footpath and feel like they're safe to dominate that space, if you like. That's still something we're looking at. I know there's a bit of a tension between uh, the City of Melbourne and the Department of Transport as to um, what a new style of treatment would look like. And I think that's natural until there's an agreed way of implementing a new road design and this is a new way of doing things. Um, you wouldn't want to just implement something. So there's naturally a bit of concern and pushback from the state about what we want to do here. But we're going to have to do something like that to make the little street regime as successful as possible. I think we're well on the way, but as people return to the city, we're going to have to assess how successful it is yes. and keep making those tweaks because... You never get anything right the first time, uh, but we have to make sure 
that as we keep rolling the program out, we're facilitating safe behaviour. That's got to be the aim every every single time. Yeah, it sounds like it's an incredible, fascinating process, okay. especially if someone either as public or urban planner or anything, you'd be going, this is really kind of like fascinating watching the the hierarchy change in terms of how we use space. Absolutely. Yeah. To enable change, we need to show broad community support. Show your support for walking and cycling in the city of Yarra by appearing as a champion on the Streets Alive website, representing your local street, neighbourhood or school. It's fast, free and simple. Learn more at streets-alive-yarra.org. A 3CR supporter. About the actual protected lanes, you know, I've heard people saying that they can't believe how much is being done. And yeah, riding into the city going, wow. What sort of feedback are you getting from people about how much um, City of Melbourne have put in? Oh, the feedback's been pretty great, I have to say. We're also pretty lucky. We don't get the brilliantly well-organised pushback that we get from some of our neighbouring councils. I think it's generally well accepted now that the debate we had about transport in 2019 was a really comprehensive one and people accept that to make our city safer, we're going to build these bike lanes. And the rollout has been far less controversial than some of the stuff we've seen in Yarra, for example. But um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud with the pace of change we're seeing in the city. I listened to your interview with Nick Dow last week. And, uh, he's very in touch with what's going on and, and knows just how difficult it's been for many years to get these approvals from the state suddenly we're getting we're getting so many all at once and the city has taken that opportunity to um, roll out that construction as quickly as possible and it's unprecedented what we're doing at the moment so i traveled up and down um abbotsford street uh, a couple of days ago and that's just been completed that's a beautiful new long protected bicycle lane all the way from flemington road to queensbury uh, Peel Street uh, will start shortly. Um, Exhibition Street south of Burke Street will start next week, I believe. And, of course, um, uh, some of Rathdown Street has started already as well, and we eventually want to make all of Rathdown uh, between Victoria and uh, Faraday a protected bicycle lane so that we've got that big north-south uh, bicycle yeah. superhighway all the way from Canning down to the bottom of the city down Exhibition Street fully protected and that is just so exciting if you told me two years ago uh, that we'd be two years away from that cycling superhighway I'd have told you that you'd be wrong but here we are I'd say a lot of councils um, I have to say this in the uh, context of we're now getting our uh, council election results and the new makeup of the councillors I think a lot of um, nearby councils will be watching what you guys are doing with the Department of Transport and you spoke just a few um, minutes ago about the city of Yarra with the pushback we've had and I'm just going to just say this in the last 24 hours or just you know this recording this on Saturday which goes to air on Monday we've had an incredible result in the city of Yarra with five Greens being elected and uh, Herschel Landers. Oh yeah, Herschel's a champion for bikes as well. 
Yeah. As a green, I'm pretty pretty happy. I mean, I'm a little bit surprised that it, it ended up that way, but proud as punch. I mean, the team oh. at Yarra has done an extraordinary job, and it's the first Majority Greens Council in Australia, and the potential for active transport policy is absolutely tremendous. So, you know, yeah. uh, we can see some real shifts there, I think. Because uh, Yarra has yeah. long been seen as the champion for cycling, yeah, because people travel through the area. This is something people got to understand about the city of Yarra. It's a through to other areas, including the city of Melbourne, and this is where we have linked up or joined up thinking and planning between the councils. Absolutely. But we've also seen an increase in, in, in Greens and other cycling-friendly councillors in other inner-city councils like Marabrenong and Stonington. And I think there's a, a renewed push here for coordination at the regional level. Mm. But with Ben Carroll, the Minister for Roads, who is an avid cyclist but is yet to actually release the funds that have been promised and re-announced in those press releases time and time again, yes. I think there's, there's a renewed ability here to coordinate between levels of government and between councils to build that network that we know has to be built if we're going to keep Melbournians and all different types of road users safe. The biggest challenge we've got, as always, is funding. We're now unlocking the political wheel, I think, at the council level, but as a City of Melbourne councillor, let me acknowledge that our budget is obviously much larger than that of our neighbours and the biggest challenge for our neighbours uh, in a recession is going to be how that capital works budget is cobbled together because mm. um, uh, without the state actually releasing some cash in a strategic regional way uh, we can have all the political will in the world but we're still not going to be able to build infrastructure at scale we, we do need to look at a new way of funding this stuff yeah this is something where many people who you know whatever council they may be in they may have a bicycle strategy that was prepared never truly implemented because it's really odd how in victoria and i'm just speaking from a victorian perspective how the onus and maintaining cycle infrastructure is on a local council and it's incredibly hard it is. It is incredibly hard. And, uh, it can't... Extra hard in a recession. Yeah. But, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. This is this, you know, I'm just look forward to the minister, Ben Carroll, with you again with the announcements. And we've, I've, I think I've been like a cracked record over this over the years of, okay, you've said this now, let's see the implementation. Let's work together instead of, oh, yeah, well, what's gone before? And I just, this is as I want to say about it. Absolutely. I mean, but now's the perfect opportunity. I mean, if yes. we're looking at a, recovery from a recession uh, which will have obviously obviously a lot of construction and, and jobs at its core this is a labor state government of course you, you can't do much better than a local jobs based infrastructure focus where we're building this stuff all across the metropolitan area I mean it, it really does tick a lot of boxes um, if the state's serious about this stuff now's the perfect time to, to get it done yep. and there are projects ready to go I mean how many decades now we've been talking about St Kilda Road. Oh God, uh, yes. I'm trying to see. Yeah. And there's other issues here other than, you know, let's ride. It's 
people who want to ride and never felt the uh, confidence to do so. There's people who may be facing in their household or themselves the you know the thing of transport poverty. Absolutely. And we've all look at ways that people's travel habits can be less you know less socialise the risk to people in terms of the, the thing of running a car. Sure, if you've got one, okay. But different ways of getting around which aren't so financially painful for people. Absolutely, and I've loved seeing the increase in bicycle use during the extended lockdown. Uh, I know not everyone's been working from home. We've had a lot of essential workers out and about, but I'm one of those that's been predominantly working from home. But getting out on my bike when I can and seeing the increase in the inner city where I live of people using the roads with a bicycle is just absolutely phenomenal. And trying to lock in some of those changes even as the lockdown lifts and there'll be increased pressure now for people to go back to the car because they don't want to go to public transport. Uh, I think government needs to lead on that and provide as much incentive to, to keep with the bicycle uh, as possible because um, there's just not enough road space for everyone to, to go back to the car. If they haven't have a car, I don't. You know, there's there's a really important role for government here to make sure that we're, we're, we're not going to have a really overly congested local road network post-lockdown because uh, no one wants to use the trains. Thanks, Chris, all the best. Thank you so much. Yes, you are indeed listening to 3CR, and this is Yarra Bicycle Users Group Radio, back on air, live in the studio. So, thank you to Tim Golby and Rohan Leopard for today's interviews. No doubt you um, have heard the news that uh, the COVID restrictions in Victoria are lifting, but we still need to be vigilant that uh, Regional and Metro Melbourne are now one. Isn't it wonderful? And we can go for rides over 25k if you wish. And there's a whole bunch more stuff if you want to have a look at the DHS website. I know the uh, cycling club that I'm involved with, everyone had a good ride yesterday. And in the next fortnight, they can go even further for their training rides. And uh, yes, and you probably noticed in the uh, interview with Rohan that... The City of Yarra results have come through and we do indeed have a Greens Majority Council, which is just kind of how the hell did that happen if you've been following some of the uh, lead up in that election. It was quite something. Anyway, you might have noticed in the intro, I uh, broke uh, tradition and played something else that wasn't bicycle related, but I think I might play the end of it because it's such a great song and yes uh, hopefully things are changing over yeah you're probably abreast of world events and you're probably sticking of it but here's a bit more bill withers okay uh 3cr yarrabug radio should be up on 3cr.org.au with our podcast today or tomorrow or on our website and don't forget 3CR relies upon subscriptions and donations so go to the same website and please donate and subscribe to keep us on air See you in a fortnight. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.